Hey, good afternoon, uh, good evening, or good morning, wherever you are, are at in the Army. Uh, you know, my name is uh, General uh, Greg Johnson, and I'm the, the, the TAG, uh, otherwise known as the Adjutant General, and this is TAG Talks, where we like to talk about uh, some topics that have impact on you in the Army and the Army at large. Uh, in today's episode, um, I'm not sure what episode number it is, maybe seven, number three, number five, number six, um, you know, it doesn't really matter. We're, we're here to, today to talk about uh, enlisted promotions, uh, which is a pretty important topic in general and definitely an important topic right now as we've gone live with IPSE over the last uh, several months uh, and, and in particular importance to those that are uh, in the enlisted ranks, uh, et cetera. So today we have some experts. One sitting next to me looks like much more formal than I do. I dressed down today. Uh, for the event, um, hence my, my, my wonderful outfit today, um, Sergeant Major O'Mealy, as well as two of her fantastic NCOs, uh, Sergeant First Class Thomas and Sergeant First Class Buckley. So welcome to the, to the Tag Talks here. Um, let's go around the horn. Sergeant Major, tell us a little bit about yourself and what you actually do for enlisted promotions. I am Sergeant Major Nefeteria O'Mealy. I am the Chief of Enlisted Promotions. I have been in this seat since October of 2022, so roughly eight months. And my job is to ensure that everything dealing with enlisted promotions, that I get, that my team kind of makes sure that we are taking care of soldiers and making sure that soldiers are being promoted and identifying those issues that are either stopping soldiers' promotions or figuring out what's going on with you know enlisted promotions. I have a team of junior, um, uh, two teams. I have a junior enlisted team, which consists of a group of civilians and two soldiers. So there's a team of seven. And then I have a senior enlisted team that has 12 individuals. We have a pre-board team and a post-board team. And we have, uh, I said 12, so we have 11 civilians and one green suitor. So, Awesome, awesome. So you're, you're kind of responsible, though, for this yes. team. I think that's, that's important to, to, to highlight. Um, a lot going on uh, in the promotions world. Um, so let, let, let's, let's talk to the folks that you brought with you. So Sergeant Thomas, tell us a little bit about yourself. Right, I'm Sergeant First Class Thomas. I serve as the Junior Enlisted Promotions NCOIC for the active component. I started in that position around six months, and I previously worked for the DA Secretary for about a year as the Operations NCO. Uh, my main duties in that position is to take care of the decentralized and semi-centralized population as well as the E6 to E5 population, taking care of them, facilitating the promotions for them, and just being a general SME for junior enlisted promotions. Yeah. Uh, how was the boardroom and how did that help you come into this job? Uh, it, it opened my eyes to the, the overall process. Or it was, it's a lot to see, a lot to yeah. learn. And just being able to be involved in that process, it, it taught me a lot about the Army and how it works. Yeah, yeah. I, I think for, for a lot of folks that are out there, um, we always have positions opening, but it's good to be on the team up here to see how, how all this process kind of works here at HRC. And, you know, at the end of the day, it's how, how can we help soldiers. So, yeah, we're, we're lucky to have you on the team. And then Sergeant First Class Buckley. All right, I'm Sergeant First Class Buckley. I am the NCYC for Senior Enlisted Promotions. I've been here for about two and a half years. Um, I do a little bit of everything. When I first got here, I started with the pre-board team, so we handled all the flagging actions, notifications for use of SERBs. Um, and then I moved over, trained with the, the post-board team where they handle everything for the list management. But I do a little bit of everything. I'll fill in for the policy um, civilian when he, if he's out of the office for whatever reason. Um, 
I think in this position, I like it because, especially having an NCO there, because you get to be, bring what your experiences from the field. Yeah. And bring that, because a lot of these civilians have been here for so long, they kind of, you can get detached, I think, from what's currently happening out there. Um, but I also think development-wise, it's really great because you're seeing it from a different echelon, right? So in the field, I'm worried about everyone in my unit, but you're seeing it more on a policy level. So I enjoy the job. Yeah, no, I, th I think it's a great point. You know, having just a, a, you know, a diverse team from some different backgrounds tied to different experiences, right? You know, civilian, military, I think it's just important in general. Um, really important in this line of, line of work, right? Because this is, this is all about promotions, right? And it can... You know, honestly, it can get emotional, right? You know, if you don't get it, if you don't get it right, it can get emotional. Um, and you know, part of the reason why we're, we're out talking, you, you know, promotions and how this works is is really to help help the field at the end of the day. And then um, that that's the primary focus. And then the secondary is just like, hey, you you guys all kind of care. I mean, you know, my my, my want to to talk out loud and and have you talk out loud is to, to really tell the army, hey, we're sitting here listening um, to to what you're saying, and and we're we're actioning um, things in IPSE, and then really just providing customer service because we we absolutely care about you know career development and, and folks promotions. So um, yeah, just great point, Sarn Buckley. And I did ask for a fun fact from both of you. You know, I'll give you a repeat reprieve. Um, you know, my, my fun fact is, hey, I, I'm kind of into social media, if you guys didn't know. Um, I know, you know. We know um, <laughs> and, and the reason I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit into social media is because, right, folks are talking everywhere. And really what got me really interested and really focused in on promotions was, hey, there was just a lot of talk, right, on social media about promotions. And, you know, my kind of origin story here is, you know, I'm, I'm watching every 20th us drop a list, right? And then all of a sudden, like, boom, everything goes crazy. And, and I was just like, what is happening? Um, and it, yeah, if you're out there listening, you, 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 you had a AG general just kind of going, yeah, what is going on via social media? And so I just started asking a lot of questions, really starting with you, Sar Major, and, and, and you two. Um, hey, how, you know, what is this? And how do we help? And what do we, what do, we do? Um, and really kind of out of that, we've done some things internally to support uh, the field. Um, but then also we, we, we kind of decided, right, we're, we're going to do a little bit of training here um, and a little bit of exposure about how IPSE works and then just how that promotion system works. So uh, for me, that's, you know, that's, I don't know, maybe that's fun. I don't know, that's my fun fact. <laughs> what, what do you think, Sar Major? Oh, that's pretty fun, sir, especially with social media, because that's definitely where our younger generation is. And social media does give you the, I guess you can say the inside scoop of what's really going on out there in the field, which is, as you stated, <clears throat> once the 20th hits, you definitely can go on social media to kind of see where there may be some problems with the promotion system, whether it's and errors that we made or what's going on with the field because a lot of times like we as we move past February when March when we kind of like really really spiked with different issues as we continue to trend and things that continues to clean up you know our system and our processes or whatever you kind of see that we're getting less and less dislikes on social media throughout the, the last couple of months. Yeah, so. yeah. I, I guess for me, it's like the broadcast that, hey, we're kind of, hey, we're, we're here and listening. And, exactly. you know, hey, at the end of the day, we, we, we care. Um, so, 
I think that's that that'll continue. And if anyone's watching our social media, then then you also notice, hey, we're responding to a lot of this stuff too. Um, so we'll respond directly there, but then we're also pulling stuff off to the side to really understand, hey, what's the problem, um, and and how we can how we can fix it. Um, I do got kind of two big questions that I'm gonna throw at you guys. Um, it, you know, the one is, you know, hey, what happens if we, we don't get this right, that, like the promotion stuff? Um, and then the, the other is, hey, just talk through a little bit more on, you know, kind of your, your, your roles on these two different teams, you know, the junior promotions and senior promotions. But uh, let's, start, let's start with the doom and gloom. Like, hey, what, what, what kind of happens if we don't, we don't get this right? So uh, I think if we don't get this right, sir, we continue to send a bad message to, <clears throat> I guess, to our to the soldiers that we, the Army doesn't care because that seems to be a lot of soldiers when they kind of come up on the net to say, hey, you know, I didn't make it this month, I wasn't selected, I wasn't on the by name list, they automatically go to like the worst that we don't care. So I think um, if we don't get it right, we continue to send that message and, and therefore we're not able to retain good talent if the soldiers feel that they are not being selected yeah. for promotion. So I think that's the, I guess you say the, the worst, but I think that's the, the key thing that always makes me want to work a little bit harder and kind of stay up late at night sometimes trying to identify those problems. So therefore, we don't leave those soldiers out there yeah. feeling that we don't care and we, you know, we're not concerned about the, you know, issues that they may be experiencing. So I think it's working to ensure that we take care of the soldiers. Yeah, and you're, you're, you're really not the only person staying up late. I know, I know. T over here and B, they, they, they do a lot, they do a lot all the time just to support, um, you know, soldiers. Um, and so does the team. I mean, I think for me, that's one of the, you know, the positive things of working in the tag. You can see how, how much focus you guys have on the problem and then just trying to work through it and, and solve folks' problems. Um, you know, that's why I always say, hey, we, we kind of care. And that, that's why we've moved, you know, much more into social media to, to talk out loud. Um, but Maybe we talk a little bit about junior promotions. Like, so I, again, I just kind of cut them. Hey, you got junior promotions, you got <laughs> senior promotions. Um, you know, I don't know, it kind of sounds like high school, but it's not, right? right? It, you know, but it's different, okay. yeah, a different <laughs> approach on both. So, Sergeant Thomas, you want to talk a little bit about junior promotions? So, just uh, with the junior promotion side of it, you know, I feel at our level, so you're getting those junior populations. So us instilling, you know, that trust, that's what I feel like is really going to be impacted by us not getting it right. You know, that trust is going to be broken. You know, soldiers depend on that system, you know, from day one to be looking out for them. If I be the best soldier that I can be, that I know I can be, then I'm going to get that promotion. So if we're not giving them that promotion, now they don't trust that the system is going to work out for them. And then we're not going to get the best quality soldiers that you're looking for. Yeah, yeah. Can, can you guys talk maybe a little bit about that? I guess the pieces of junior promotions too, like there, there's a board that has to be conducted, right? That I think a lot of people kind of focus on, you know, maybe talk, talk about that a little bit. Right, so that's been a big issue that we've been having, you know, people not understanding the timelines. So the main thing to, for a lot of them to understand is just look at it as a four month process. So in that first month, that's when the commander is going into there, selecting who's gonna be attending that board for the upcoming month. Once that's, the commander makes those selections and, and, you know, highlight those soldiers, then those soldiers can be aware I'm going to go to the board, now I can prepare for the board and I can get the best outcome and results during the board. Once they go to the board during that next month, which will be through the 10th, between the 10th and the 26th day of the month, then those soldiers can receive that promotable status 
with the reintegration process. So what's key about that is on that 27th day, commanders are no longer able to integrate those soldiers. The next window doesn't open up until the 10th of the next month. So that's why it's very important that they stick to those board timeframes so those soldiers can be integrated in the system at the appropriate time. Otherwise, those soldiers will lose out on the entire month of promotion. And I already stated it's a four-month process. Mm -hmm. Now it's moving to a five-month process. Yeah. So, well, the timing matters. I mean, you, yeah. I mean, you want to talk about it a bit, Sergeant Major? Because with that timeline, because if you don't, and I think it's important, and I keep telling, you know, every time I get the opportunity to talk to a soldier that's in the S-1, it's talking about, like, our responsibility, our roles, because if you don't take that role and responsibility and kind of, like, make it important to everyone, because we all play a, a big part in it, and I think that's, like, it's not on just the soldier, it's, it's from start to finish, meaning when you, the command identifies that soldier for the board, that leadership and that organization owe it to that soldier to ensure that they sit down with the soldier to understand, like, the, it, are your records correct? Because uh, anything can kind of stop and stagnate that promotion transaction. So that's why I kind of always make sure that I talk that piece. I'm making sure that we're kind of creating, I guess, simplified documents because it's easy to say, tell a soldier, by regulation or look at the regulation but a lot of times a lot of people don't understand that regulation so i think mm -hmm. it's important and our team have been working to put together products to make it simple for anyone to be able to pick it up and follow that timeline to understand that if we identify the soldier between uh the first and the third of the month the commander recommends them send the soldier to the board and then what needs to happen and ensuring that those steps are followed all the way up until the idea of getting that soldier to eventually promote, promote it, sir. Yeah, and I, and I think what we'll do, and we, we started using right that simple slide that just shows some timelines, right? Mm -hmm. You know, hey, here's kind of what you need to do by what day in the month um, to impact this, this process. Um, and then really just focusing in on, I, I know we're talking a lot with 42s and, and HR professionals, but it's also talking to commanders and first sergeants yes. and SAR majors. Yeah. Like, hey, we need everybody kind of focused in on this, that if we're going to take care of soldiers and really, you know, do do right by this process, it's, you, you got to pay attention to the calendar. It's almost teaching those HR professionals, sometimes you got to learn to be the squeaky wheel, meaning <laughs> if you're commanders aren't doing what they supposed to do you have to come up on the net to get someone to hear you and understand that they are interfering with the process because as we continue to conduct town halls and talk to the field a lot of the hr professionals are requesting is there a way to delegate the commander's authority down to the hr professional to ensure that they're able to integrate the soldiers on time because yeah, yeah. some commanders don't even have access yet yeah well and, and some of it's just a timing thing and you know some of it is is honestly i think it's folks don't necessarily know um, and, and that's why it's like, okay, some of this we just need to keep saying over yes, and over again. Um, and, you know, you, you haven't stopped. I know. I know. You just keep doing them. You know, for those that are out there, um, we are doing, right, weekly town halls. Weekly. You, you know, and I'm giving you guys the big hug because um, I asked you guys to do it. Um, it's just let's try to over-communicate, you know, again, the importance of the timing and the timing and the timing. Um, over and over again, so then folks um, slowly start to, I don't know, maybe just listen, um, that, hey, the timing really matters. Um, 
You know, what, what, one of those areas that I, that I think, and it's, it's slightly confusing to me too, is, is that PPW thing, right? You know, maybe explain what the PPW is. And, you know, obviously for a soldier, why does that matter? And if you don't think the PPW is accurate, what do you do? Right. So PPW is a promotion point worksheet. All right, so the biggest issue I think comes with that is soldiers think that this is my source document. All that does is takes the information from those source documents and put that into a point breakdown so soldiers can look at it and refer to it for promotion points. The reason why there are so many discrepancies on it being accurate and inaccurate is because when they're going into their S1s and getting those records updated, if the S1 doesn't update the record correctly, the PPW is not going to reflect those promotion points correctly. That's just part of the process. And also when they validate, the PPW, the validation is as of where they stand currently on the points. So that's not saying at the end of the month when the points are pulled for promotion, that PPW is not going to go back and say, oh, this is the points you had, so validate that. It's only currently showing where their promotion points are. A great example of that is say a soldier had no weapons qualification on February 28th. They go in on March, update a weapons qualification, March 1st. March 3rd, they go into the system, validate their promotion points. That PPW is going to show the promotion points as of where they are right now with that weapons qualification. As of February 28th, there was no weapons qualification, so there were no points. Yeah. So that's where the discrepancy comes from with those promotion points. Yeah, yeah, but but I get it if you're a soldier and you're looking and you're like, hey, wait a minute, what happened? Mm -hmm. um, so I know we get a lot of that kind a of a question, right? Mm -hmm. um, so some of this, is again, is back to timing. Mm -hmm. And then real, I think real, like just focus from an S1 to make sure hey, that this, this stuff is updated, right? Because we always tell, we tell people the cutoff is the 26th of the month. And the reason why we say the 26th of the month is because the effective date, because although we pull around the second of the month, but we say the 26th, because if you're updating something in DTMS, such as weapons or ACFT, it's going to take anywhere from 24 to 48 hours for that data to transfer into IPSA to even populate on the PPW. So it's important that soldiers understand not waiting around to that last minute to get that stuff updated. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's where it gets complicated, right? You got data coming from another system that then yeah, feeds sure. IPSA. Um, yeah, you need your G3 or your training room person, right, to help out um, in that in that scenario in a lot of cases. Um, so let, let, let's talk about, I don't know, the, what is it, the ARC and the ASC? Um, you know, again, those are those are those are I don't know all all in, you know we are all involved with those, um, but maybe people don't totally understand both out, out in the field. So so talk through that a little bit. All right. So I tell people all the time a general rule of thumb to have with the ASCs and the ARCs. ARCs are a request for action, where the ASC is initiating of, is initiation of action. So an ARC, for example, you will submit an ARC. Say a soldier made the by name list, but the promotion was not done in the system. What they can then do, submit that ARC to us with the by name list attached and say, hey, this soldier made the by name list, explain the situation. We'll go into it, verify that the soldier did make the by name list. Then we can go ahead and promote that soldier within the IPSA system. Now, if that soldier was supposed to be promoted, but was not on the by name list, then what they would do is submit an ASC. IPSA does not have any naming conventions for an ASC. So that would look like a promotion par under special promotion. They'll attach the documents saying, hey, this soldier had the points at the time, but did not, did not you know, make the cutoff or did not show on the by name list. We'll go and review it. 
and we can easily go into the system, approve that action, and it'll create promotion orders for the soldier. Yeah, so how long do those take to do, though? So roughly, it'd be three to four weeks on that, sir. Yeah. But every situation is different because it requires different level of research. Yeah, sure. Different things to look into. So like, if you're looking at, you know, random, you know, ARC, I mean, does that take you like an hour to look through? I mean, what, what do you, what, what's the, the general, you know, I guess timeline that it takes to really understand one of those actions. All right, so for ARC, those are a lot more simple. So that's administrative records correction. So we have the proof that the soldier's on the by name list. We can look at it, verify it, and we can just easily go into the system and, and promote that soldier. That's roughly 10, 15 minutes of yeah. our time. Now, the ASCs is different because now we have to look at every aspect of that soldier's record and make a determination on whether or not that soldier was qualified. If we're missing documents, now we have to also request for additional documents. So those can take anywhere from 30 to two, 30 minutes to two hours. Yeah. Some of them can take days, depending on how long it takes to get the documents back, the supporting documentation for that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, for, for folks out in the field, it's, it's you got a team here that's like looking at this every day, right? <laughs> Trying to knock these out. Um, and it takes various, you know, I don't know, various focus, various time, you know, just to get it done. Um, so, Sergeant Major, any other kind of big points you want to make on the junior side of the house? Mm. I covered. I don't know. Sergeant Thomas didn't necessarily like. He said ARC and ASC, and mm -hmm. like the actual name of those is administrative <laughs> records correction mm -hmm. and administrative systems correction. So the, just the acronym things, because I think a lot of times with IPSE, um, the language is different mm -hmm. than what we used in the old system. And I think sometimes dealing with a lot of the soldiers, they tend to go back to the old language. Because yesterday someone called me and was like, "Sergeant Major, 3355." I was like. That's old language is now the promotion point worksheet. So I think just kind of like understanding the language and knowing what it is that you are requesting from us. Because a lot of times that's some of the delay because they request things the incorrect way. Yeah. Which in terms, it kind of stalls the process as yeah. well. Yeah, that's the big change in the Army, right? We, we, uh, we took the old system and said, hey, we're doing this new thing. You know, there's some new language and you need to learn it pretty quick. Um, but what didn't change really is the timelines, right? right? That, that's, for me, that's the, the, one of the big, big things that, that I talk about when I move around. It's like, hey, the timelines didn't change. Timelines, nor a lot of the rules did not change. Right? So, so you think, just got to go, yeah. Sorry, I think a lot of the issue, too, is, you know, previously before IPSE, the S-1, a lot of the control was there. So, yes, your battalion commander signed off on those memos approving that board but they weren't required to go within the system in a certain amount of time to complete that action. So I think getting a lot of the command teams on board, knowing that they have that role yeah. to complete it by that deadline or it's not, it's gonna affect the soldier's pay in the long run. And one, you got suicides at a high rate, right? So I had a soldier call me the other day, he was really upset, wasn't getting an answer. And so I'm like, go to your DTMS manager, have them call me on Teams and I will walk you through it. Cause when he first on the phone, he's like, I'm just done with this promotion stuff. I'm, I just wanna give up and I'm like, an MRT in my head, right? You got to put it in perspective. I was like, go get, go get them. So I walked the DTS manager or DTMS manager through it, um, ultimately fixing that issue. But I think like the command, like I said, the command team yeah. in general, getting them involved and understanding yeah. the whole process and yeah. the importance of them doing their job. Yeah, I, I think that's a great point. It, it's one of the reasons why I'll end up sending some notes out to, to senior folks that talk that, you, you know, hey, every, every commander, first sergeant, sergeant major really has a role in this system um, nowadays. And, you know, 
the reason it's all in the system is because now it's auditable and traceable and trackable. And, and for the Army, you have to do that, right, to pass big audit that, that Congress told us to do. So right. there, there's a strategic reason why we went into IPSE, um, you know, and there's several reasons, but that's one of them. Um, so commanders got to do their part, you know, and it's like newsflash, like a, like a, like a pen-inked piece of paper is not really auditable. Um, but your signature in a system that's tracked from place to place is. Um, so that's, that's the big change um, that, that comes with the system. But that, you know, I think that's a great example of how you guys are just kind of doing everything possible to support folks. Yeah. You, you know. And again, you know, change is hard and we, right, we put a million people into this new IPSA system and everybody's learning. So that's all, you know, that's all new and hard. Um, and we, we are going to get a lot better as we as we continue to go. Um, but for me, it's you know it's telling the field that hey, you guys are here to, to really support and, and, and help folks out um, with promotions. But hey, let's talk senior promotions a little bit too. You know the OML business, the you know I don't know you name it. There's lots of stuff going on on the on the senior side. Sergeant Buckley, you want to talk a little bit? Uh, yes, sir. So. I think it starts from the beginning of the process, knowing when you're eligible to get evaluated, when those boards are going to occur, um, and then what's expected, you know, for you as a soldier to ensure your record is the best record that's going to be seen. And you've done tag talks on the board process and the evaluation board, um, but the Army's made it predictable so every soldier knows when they're going to get evaluated. So, you know, the staff sergeant board just happened that occurs every year between January and February. It may fluctuate a little bit left or right, you know, if we had board member availability or such. Um, but they publish those MILPERS 120 days out from board convene dates. And so that's our pre-board team does that. They're going to get that eligibility from DMPM. Um, we put that in the MILPER, publish it. We do, so we added, I think probably a couple boards ago, we started adding an eligibility roster, which didn't used to get done. We used to rely on those G1s, S1s to pull that. So now we publish that. So seven days prior to the board files opening up, they can go look at that board roster or the eligibility roster and verify that every soldier in their unit is included in that that's supposed to be evaluated um, and it helps to prevent because a lot of soldiers sometimes that data is incorrect we've had people that transition over from AGR to yeah. act component that BASD is wrong yeah. um, maybe the data rank so ensuring that they have the time to get that stuff fixed in order so we can open up a board file prior to that eligibility cutoff um, so we do publish that and then you know just trying to get the field educated on checking that board file as soon as it opens up don't wait we get a lot of people that wait to the very last minute and they're like i don't have a board file and it's literally the last week of the board um the board being open the file so then we're trying to jump through hoops to get it open so i just you know we're trying to get the field to do diligence to get their file reviewed once that happens and we release those pub, um, the list of the fully qualified we do that, it's roughly no more than 120 days from the day that the board convenes. Um, so as we all we, you know, we're publishing the staff's evaluation board results this month. Um, when that list comes out, you know, the post board team, they're going to get that loaded into IPSE or through EPM E920. And that's what we manage that list off. So every month once we publish, we get requirements from DMPM, they're going to take that requirement that we give it to us and then we are going to pick those top um, first eligible soldiers based off the requirement we release it and then get all the inquiries yeah <laughs> on why was i not so also trying to help the field understand what would make them ineligible for promotion just because you got evaluated doesn't mean that you're automatically eligible to pin on that next day another thing that um we added was putting on that 
published publish list for fully qualified, the soonest eligible to pin. Because so last, well, two Octobers ago, they changed the time and grade penal requirement for staff sergeants to the 48 months. Um, so what we did, since you're going to have essentially those people that are on that end of that cusp and getting included, they might have eight to 10 months where they're not eligible to pin based off time and grade. So we put the date, whatever they're going to, when they're going to meet that 48 months, or if they already meet the time and grade requirement, it would be when um, that list we're going to start promoting off. Just for transparency, people understand it. Ipsay also now, when we, when we change someone to not fully qualified for whatever reason, if they got flagged for something or had an MREPR, it notifies them, lets them know, hey, now you are, you're in queue for this reason. So updating them. Yeah. So that's the gist of what we do. That's a lot in play. Um, <laughs> that, it is a lot. That, that is a lot in play. Um, yeah, I, I like the fact that you're, you're, you're posting additional things that, that, you know, the attempt is to be more transparent. Right. You, you know, hey, this is what we're tracking to go into the board. Hey, you know, if you, if you, if you don't, if, you, if you're not on there, you know, hey, tell somebody um, so you can get uh, into the board. And then, you know, the, the, the OML business is you come out of the board. Right. Um, for me, it's like, hey, how, how often were we telling people, hey, you, you know, hey, we're going to skip you because of this, time and grade, flag, or whatnot, and I think the approach that you've taken, it, you know, helps there. Ipsay obviously says something to folks if you're paying attention to those alerts right. in the system, and then you, you also kind of pinging folks to say, hey, this, this is what's going on. Um, you know, our, my, my view is like, hey, the more that we can talk and, and share that information and be transparent, probably the better. Because um, the last thing we want is, you know, soldiers to not understand what's happening out there. Um, but, you know, for me, I saw it in, in social media, and that's another reason why we're just on social media now, right? Because people start to ask those questions. Um, and I know you and, and, and others on the team are helping to answer those. So um, that's, that's a kudos to you guys to doing that. You know, Star Major, anything else big that you want to talk about um, on seniors? I know, like, recently... Um, Security clearances for Master Sergeant type has been kind of a big deal because a lot of soldiers don't understand. In order to be promoted to Master Sergeant, regardless of what your MOS is, every soldier, Master Sergeant in the Army, must obtain, have at least an interim clearance once their promotion, their OML is selected for promotion. Because once we go in and that, although your OML may come up, but once we go in and validate that clearance, if there is no interim or secret clearance in the system, we cannot promote that soldier. So we recently started making sure that we notify those soldiers to let them know. Cause so we kind of do pre-checks in a sense to notify them, to let them know, to give them time to clear that up. If it can be, if it's something that can be cleared up in a, in a timely manner to allow them the opportunity to get promoted. Because once, depending on the requirements, that that requirement may not come back around the following month or even months down the road to even allow that soldier the opportunity to pen before that list, ex you know, we exhaust that list and go to a new OML. So those are things that we try to prevent because we understand the importance of that opportunity to be promoted to that next rank. Yeah. And it is a significant event when you have soldiers whose OMLs are skipped and they're in one of those MOSs that the trans don't support those large promotion rates. So we try to make sure that we do our due diligence to notify those who may miss that opportunity. Yeah, no, I think that's good. And again, it's back to you know being as transparent as we can to, to, to help folks think through some things. Because um, again, you know, at the end of the day, we're, we're here to, to assist this process. Um, 
and and to really do do right by soldiers. Um, and I and I think you guys do a pretty good job of that day in and day out. Um, it certainly has been um, fun as we've gone over the last couple of months as we as we coach, teach, and mentor <laughs> folks. You know how to use the system, um, and then address you know kind of what we've seen. Um, so all all good stuff. Uh, a couple of things because we're really running out of time here. Um, pre first up, you know, appreciate you jumping in today and um, putting a little voice to the to the names, right? You know, or or face to the names uh, on some some uh, some of the content we'll push out, you know, via Instagram and, and Facebook. Um, you, you know, every week we're still going to do town halls. You know, uh, we're going to do those town halls. Um, I know you guys carry the load on those town halls. Um, so if you're out in the field and you really want to see examples of, of some of the actions and some of the questions being asked by, by others, uh, please tie into those town halls. Uh, we're also going to be able uh, to get around and do some training for, for G1s and, and different installations. We'll, we'll do most of those on Teams, um, but uh, we'll also uh, begin to do some of those in person as well um, as we get around in the summer months and, and beyond uh, for, for installations. But uh, again, really focused on the timeline and what to do and you know what are some of the biggest lessons learned that we've seen uh, from promotion so really committed this team's really committed to, to pushing that uh, that that uh, training out to, to everyone um, and then when all else fails right you can call Sar Major um, exactly. so <laughs> she is readily available uh, does not sleep and uh, will respond um, I know she responds to everything I send her um, whenever it is so um, really, really kudos to you for, for leading us through this um, and really making a difference for the Army. Uh, with all that said, I'm going to let you guys have a, a couple of minutes here at the end if you want. Sarah Major, any parting shots? Um, I just want to, you know, like, it, like it's, um, as you stated, sir, I think like we're all learning. So it's almost like every day I learn something new and it, we continue to, as, as I state, like AAR ourselves, as well as how can we can continue to make the system and the processes better to ensure that we're doing our part to take care of the, the soldiers. Because when we take care of the soldiers, we're, we are doing our job and taking care of the Army's mission. So Awesome. Sergeant Thomas. Uh, so I would like to add something to the field, sir. So with the new ACFT and everything being implemented for promotion points, mm -hmm. so I want them to know that, hey, get that ATFC score into the system, otherwise you will be losing that promotable status. So that is something they need to be made aware of because I'm starting to see it becoming a little bit of an issue. So I just want to put it out to them. Just take care of yourself. Take the ACFT and get it into what? DTMS. Into DTMS. Okay, yeah. Sergeant Buckley. Uh, the only thing I have, sir, is just um, I'm enjoying this whole social media drive you got going on because <laughs> I think it reminds when you're, you're doing the same job every day and you're thinking in your head, like, man, why don't they know this answer? Why are they asking this? It seems kind of trivial. But, you know, each year you're getting new soldiers that are coming that never been evaluated before. So a lot of the stuff is new. Yeah. Policy changes. You expect that people are out there reading, but they're not. So I think being able to drive that focus to social media where everybody obviously is, you know, we're swiping, swiping, swiping to get the information out there because people don't know what they don't know. So I think it, it'll help with the Army's retention that we're trying to do and the soldier referral program we got going on. So having people, if they're positive, thinking, you know, we're going to get this promotion, then they're going to be recommending the arm to their, their friends and peers. Um, just boosting everything. Yeah. This is fun. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, th there's the fun fact of the day from Sergeant <laughs> Buckley. You're um, welcome. Yeah, no, it, it, again, just kudos, kudos. Thanks for coming on today. Um, I really appreciate what you guys do day in and day out for soldiers. Um, you know, and sometimes, right, it's, 
it is a little bit, you know, behind the scenes, right? So you don't always get the kudos, um, but uh, you're getting the kudos here from Tag 63. So thanks for what you guys do every day uh, for taking care of soldiers. Uh, for the audience, uh, thanks for tuning in today. Um, really appreciate what you're doing to, to make this process better for the Army and what you're doing individually to take care of our soldiers. Um, more to come for sure and more tag talks to come. Uh, so I appreciate all um, defend and serve, shields up, and soldiers first. Thanks. <laughs>